This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi everybody, my name is Tanya Friedman and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA. We are so excited today. I have my colleagues, um, Scott. Hi, Scott. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Tanya. Hi, Irvin. I, welcome, Irvin. And also we have Eagle joining us. Very, yeah. very exciting to have our panel. I also want to, oh, and we also have Jennifer. Welcome, Jennifer. And we also have Alex joining us. Hi, Alex. Hi, Tanya. Good to see you all. Good to see you. We've got a full house today, a very uh, informative lineup of experts. And the topic for today's show, Onwards and Upwards, is all about the IELTS. So if you are an international nurse living anywhere in the world who really wants to come to America and you know that you have to pass your English exam, this show is for you. Many nurses are very, um, are actually more nervous about the IELTS, about passing the English exam than the NCLEX exam. Um, so this is your chance to learn from the experts and find out what the IELTS is all about, how you can prepare for it, give us uh, an overview of the structure. So there's a lot of information that we're going to share with you today, and we're very excited to get started. For the next 30 to 45 minutes, we're going to be hearing from the expert panel. So before we, we get to the topic at hand, I thought if everybody wants to just give a, a, a quick introduction, just tell us about yourselves and just give us a little bit of background. So I'm going to start with ladies first. Um, Jennifer, if you want to just uh, tell us about yourself and give us a little bit of a background about your role. Oh, sure. I would love to do that. My name is Jennifer. I'm the IELTS Support Specialist with Kinetics. Um, this is my first year with the company and I help all the new nurses and all the new students uh, get through the program and the review and pass their IELTS exams the very first time. Perfect. Thank you, Jennifer. And Jennifer, everybody loves Jennifer. You know that program, everybody loves Raymond. Well, everybody loves Jennifer because she is the sweetest, <laughs> kindest, most helpful person and, and has helped many, many nurses pass the IELTS and, and change many lives. And Eagle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, good morning. Uh, I'm Miguel Abari. So I'm a registered nurse for almost 11 years in a private hospital here in the Philippines as a year nurse. So um, actually, um, I currently passed uh, the IELTS examination last August 28th uh, this year. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. We can't wait to hear about your experiences. Um, and we love that you're on the show with us. So thank you for joining us. I know it can feel a little bit intimidating, but this show is really about helping nurses and, and that's exact nurses helping nurses. So this is exactly what you're doing. Um, okay. Um, Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit, introduce yourself? Sure. First, before that, I love Jennifer too. And I also love Eagle <laughs> because I remember the, I remember Eagle when we first did the information session with Kinetics and you were one of the people who volunteered. And I think I remember speaking to you, you were one of three people. So to see your journey from all the way from the beginning where you were feeling anxious and overwhelmed by the whole 
IELTS process to actually going ahead and passing the exam with Swoosh English with Scott and all of our teachers and myself, you know, it's, it's very re rewarding and really shows that it can be done. The IELTS is something that is achievable and it's not impossible because a lot of nurses out there do feel it is that way. So, um, yeah, it's great to have you on. And I think you're a, a great example to have on today, it, despite the fact that we've helped you know, thousands of nurses to pass, you know, I think you're a, a definitely a shining light. So, hi everyone, my name is Alex, I'm the Managing, managing Director of Swoosh English, and we, we started about eight years ago, I've been working with Tanya and all the Kinetics team for, wow, like four and a half years now, it's been a, it's been an incredible journey starting, you know, from a really, um, from really small number of students all the way to, I don't know, Tanya, what do you reckon, thousands? Tens of thousands of students. I mean, it's been yeah, it's it's been more than we could have ever possibly have imagined. So, we've we've helped all kinds of people from uh, people who whose level of English is probably IELTS band score four and five, and then we've been able to get them all the way up to the the, the sixes and the sevens, and you know, in many cases, especially with the IELTS speaking up to a band score eight. So it's it's great to see all of these. Uh, a lot of nurses come into the program very nervous, very shy, and then they are. You know, after they pass their exam, they're these um, super ultra confident beings like Eagle uh, today as an example. So we're looking forward. If you're watching right now, we're looking forward to helping you as well. And we'll tell you about the, uh, the Kinetics and Swoosh scholarship program very soon. Perfect. Thank you, Alex. Um, so, um, Irvin, do you want to give us a little bit of background about you and what you are? Hello everyone, I'm Irvin Hile Tamperl of 9.09 Review Center and we're based in the Philippines. I started teaching IELTS 15 years ago, May 2006, and because English is not my first language, it's in fact my third language wow. next to Visaya and Tagalog. I had wow. to take IELTS for credibility's sake. So I got nine in speaking, nine in reading, nine in listening, and an eight in writing. And we started working with Kinetics just this year. They first uh, they first started to send us reviewees third quarter of this year. And just this afternoon, we're very happy because our first passer that was who was endorsed to us by Kinetics, Lauren Del Mundo, made it on her first attempt. So we're very happy. We're very happy to have Kinetics nurses in reaching their dreams of going to the United States of America. On the average, we produce around 400 IELTS passers in the Philippines on a monthly basis, not to include OETE, TOEFL, and CELTIP passers. Okay, thank you, Irvin. Well, that's very exciting news. We love to hear about the passes. It's such a stressful exam. It's so, um, uh, uh, it, it causes so much anxiety for so many nurses. Um, I was actually speaking to a nurse now on a recruitment event that we're doing. We just, I just left there to come to this um, session. Um, and they were saying, we are so scared of the aisles. We are terrified and it's so expensive. So it's great to see that both Swish and Niners are having so many passes and, and um, it's, it's very encouraging. And that's the purpose of Onwards and Upwards is to shed that light. Scott, um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you very much, Tanya. Welcome everyone to the session today. I first of all also want to um, reach out to Eagle and say, remember seeing your review when you did pass uh, your IELTS exam. I remember the, the excitement that you had in the words that you were expressing. So I want to congress my personal congratulations to you as well. Well done for achieving that massive milestone in your life. Um, well, a bit about me, I'm Scott. 
I'm uh, the academic director at Swoosh English, and I've been an IELTS teacher myself for numerous years. I've taught all over around the world, China, Vietnam, Australia, etc. Uh, specializing in exam preparation very, very early on into my um, English teaching career. And I've been with Alex now at Swoosh English as his second academic in command now for a long, for uh, the last two years or so. And I've got plenty of experience with seeing firsthand the trials, tribulations, and the struggles that students go through mentally with overcoming what I believe to be uh, the massive hurdle that IELTS is. So I'm here today to bring my experience on the ground for helping you guys pass this IELTS exam wherever you are in your IELTS preparation journey. I look forward to giving you the tips and tricks that you need to ensure that you pass it the first time. Okay, fabulous. And that's really the goal, Scott, is to pass it first time as you say. So there are a lot of tricks, there are a lot of tips. So get ready, everybody, put on your seatbelt. We're going to get started and we're going to be going through everything that you need to know about the IELTS. So let's start with what is the IELTS? Because for many international nurses, they kind of know that, you know, if you if you start, they're starting this journey, they we might be thinking, well, I know about the NCLEX. The NCLEX, well, for anybody who doesn't know, is the nursing board exam that nurses need to pass. But the question really is, what is the IELTS? So um, I, I think maybe, like, Scott, can you t share with us really just a little bit about the IELTS exam? What is well, it? the IELTS exam is undoubtedly the world's universal English language test. It's called the International English Language Testing System, obviously for a reason. And it's designed to make sure that you are capable in the English language, usually at a B2 to a C1 level. So you're able to work, study, live, support yourself in an English language country. It has been standardized, has been pretty similar in its format over the years, but it ensures that you are, you are competent enough at the English language level across the skills of speaking, reading, writing, and listening, so that you can do that role functionally in the country for choice. For many of you, more than likely, the USA. Okay, so thank you for that overview, um, Scott. Jennifer, why do you think, why, can you share with everybody who's watching why the IELTS is important? Why do nurses have to take it when they come to the U.S.? Um, it's important for, thank you for having me again, and thank you, Eagle. I just wanted to throw that in there, too, really quickly. Thank you, Eagle, for being here today with us. Um, it's important for uh, many different reasons. Um, to move, study, and migrate here to the U.S., uh, the IELTS exam passing is essential. It's a requirement. Um, it's recognized worldwide, so it's something that everyone worldwide is going to recognize, and it's something that you need um, to come here. It will help you get into international universities. That's kind of a big one. If you want to uh, further your career, you want to um, make sure you pass, and they do check the scores, so you don't want to just barely pass if you can get higher scores of, you know, beyond a center, even an eight would be great. Um, like I said, it's just great for your career, and it covers American and British English, and maybe uh, Alex knows a little more about that part, but um, for the American English, it covers that as well. There's many different reasons, but I would definitely say for your career and wanting to move and migrate to the U.S., it is very essential, and not just the U.S., obviously, um, English countries, but since we're talking about the United States for the U.S. Thank, thank you, Jennifer. So um, it's a requirement. 
as Jennifer said, if you are looking to come and live and work in the US as a registered nurse, you will need to go through the CGFNS. Um, and the CGFNS requirement is an English proficiency language requirement um, that you need to pass either the IELTS or the TOEFL. We're going to talk a little bit about the TOEFL in a minute. But Urban, I'm a nurse wanting to come and work in the US. What do I need to take, the academic or the general IELTS? Can you maybe answer that question for many nurses that are watching and maybe also share the score that's required on the IELTS side? So there are two modules in the IELTS, academic and general training. But if you're a nurse going to the United States of America, it has to be the academic module. So listening and speaking are exactly the same for academic and general training. Well, for reading, there is a slight difference. It has something to do with the difficulty of the questions and also the length of the passage. But ideally, both academic and general training candidates need to address or need to answer the same types of questions like true, false, or not given, matching headings, gap fill, and multiple choice. Now, the most important difference is in the writing subtest. Why? Task 2 essay writing is exactly the same for academic and general training, but the topics and questions are more complex for the academic candidates as compared to general training. But in writing task 1, the general training candidates are expected to write a letter. However, for the academic candidates, they need to write a statistical report for a line graph, bar graph, by chart, table. Now, it's an admitted matter and established fact that academic is more challenging as compared to the general training. That's why a lot of nurses are asking, so sir, if that is the case, can I take the general training module instead? And the answer is no, because in this examination, you cannot take the wrong module. The moment you take the wrong module, you are required to repeat all the four subtests in the IELTS. That's why you have to be careful. If you're a nurse going to the United States, then it's the academic module. Okay. And what about the required band score? I think I, I was also asked, right? Mm -hmm. So for nurses, you have to get a 7 in speaking and 6.5 overall, regardless of your grade in listening, reading, writing. So some people are asking, how do I get 6.5 overall? Well, a 7 in speaking, 6 in listening, 6 in reading, 6 in writing will give you 6.5 overall. Someone asked me, what if I get 5.5 in writing? Can I still go to the United States? The answer is yes. For as long as there is one subject that needs to pull you up. So if you're listening at 6.5, reading is 6, writing is 5.5, and you're speaking a 7, still that 6.5 overall band score. Welcome to the United States of America. Okay, that's what we want for everyone. Welcome to the United States of America. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Alex, can you maybe share with everybody the difference with the IELTS exam with the TOEFL? So that is the other, um, you know, the other exam that is accepted by the CGFNS. And maybe also speak a little bit about the OET because, and um, this is another exam that is available in the in in the world, but is not actually accepted by the CGFNS. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the different types of exams? Uh, so we we've never we've never taught the TOEFL examination. We basically will uh, take, we, we, we took the requests of what our students were looking for. So we all, we started with IELTS many, many years ago, and we started with helping 
nurses go to the UK. So we really now we're just specializing in the OET and the IELTS exam. So the IELTS exam is, you know, Irvin's given a good explanation of, of what it's all about. And it's, as, as the name suggests, it's academic. So it's been primarily used by university students, but more increasingly over the years, medical um, medical staff like nurses and doctors have been taking this exam. And it was a lot of uh, doctors and nurses, when the OET was introduced in the UK, um, I think we did a survey and about a thousand people replied and said 99% were going to move to the OET exam instead of IELTS. And that's because they felt it was more healthcare healthcare specific. So the OET exam, we, we're hopeful that at some point in the future in the US, it's going to be accepted for nurses whenever that is. We don't know, but a few states have accepted it right now, but not the CGFNS. And the OET exam is healthcare specific situations. So for example, for speaking, they could do a role play. So between a, a nurse and a patient, and or it could be a carer as well, just to test that the healthcare English that you're using in day-to-day in -day scenarios in your, your job. You could be a nurse in, in Manila or in other cities or in India, wherever you're from right now, you, you are using that English on a day-to-day -day basis. They want to know in the OET exam, can you can you use and communicate um, using this healthcare-specific English in the exam? And, and one thing I wanted to mention before about what Jennifer said, who, who gave a great answer, the nurse, nurses are always saying, why do I need to get a band score seven in speaking and a 6.5 overall? And that is to provide safe patient care. You need to be able to really look after your patients and also, also to be able to communicate with your colleagues effectively as well. And OET has, has been shown by, I mean, you know, the vast majority of, of people who take this exam as being a great, a great exam to help them transition into becoming a, a nurse in the UK. So like I said, fingers crossed, it it's, gives people a choice when they when they come to American future. I still think the IELTS is a, is a great examination, but at least nurses would have a choice of what to take. I don't know if, Scott, you want to build on that. Well, I just I, want to actually double down. Oh, sorry, Tani, if you want to progress. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I'll keep it in one sentence. IELTS is a great choice, but keep your eye on OET if that option does become available to you. I think it's a much more applicable exam for your specific profession. So we're going to talk more now about the IELTS. Um, um, Eagle, can you maybe share with us your experience and your journey in taking the IELTS? Yeah, honestly, IELTS is the hardest and complicated exam among other examinations. So, and clerks and That's other sure. uh, nursing <laughs> licensure exams are also difficult. But then again, I have the actually this knowledge or idea about the possible questions or how to answer the situation correctly. However, uh, IELTS is a type of exam with out of the blue questions. And actually, um, any idea or topic is actually under the sun. So that's why it, it is actually difficult to study sample questions because of so many possibilities. So actually, um, um, it is my second time uh, to take the IELTS exam. Uh, my first attempt was July 2015 when I decided to apply in the United Kingdom. But because of the short time preparation and study due to workloads, I wasn't able to reach my desired uh, scores, uh, aside from the difficulties of the test parts. So uh, IELTS exam is really costly. 
um, and due to the struggles and frustrations, um, I'm hesitant to push myself to continue my American dream and to take the IELTS uh, te test once again. But I promise uh, myself uh, that I need to to do this uh, for my family, not just that's not just for myself. So I spent three to five hours of studying um, through the swoosh uh, comprehensive lectures uh, during my days off. Um, then uh, spending one hour to one and a half hours every day for my speaking uh, practice with my speaking bodies. So even I was uh, really tired uh, due to work or graveyard shift. So I need to uh, to do have more time to to sacrifice and to wake up every day for me to have the speaking practice because I want to improve my speaking skill also. Wow. Well, it really has been a, a struggle for you, Eagle. And I know that many nurses can relate to your story and your experience where it is a very, it's a headache. It really is a headache. It's a big challenge. And that's why we're so grateful to you for sharing your experience and sharing your story with so many nurses all over the world who are watching you now. And, and can gain enormous inspiration from you because you didn't pass it first time. Um, and this is common. Many nurses don't prepare well enough and they don't pass. Um, and it's expensive, as you say, so um, and very frustrating. So um, we, we want to make sure that, you know, that, that nurses get the right tools and methodologies to help set them up for success. So thank you for sharing that, that Eagle. Tanya, do you mind if I ask uh, Eagle, just based on what he said there, what was the difference between when you took the exam in 2015, what was the difference in the way that you prepared for that exam compared to when you passed this time with Swoosh? Well, aside from the preparation that I had uh, before, so uh, I, I really admired uh, what the uh, Swoosh uh, comprehensive lecture that, that, that you have. So even I am really busy with my work and um, having, I usually have uh, shift during the grave, uh, graveyard uh, shift. I mean, so I was uh, able to, to study. So even uh, during those uh, time, and uh, it's, uh, it's actually um, a step-by-step -step process for me to, to learn uh, in, in each, every uh, sub, uh, sub uh, test. So that's why I really um, um, uh, admire what they what the, what you have in your um, um, a review uh, complex or a comprehensive lecture that you have. So uh, unlike uh, 20, 2015, that uh, I don't have much uh, materials and even uh, with the speaking uh, bodies, so for for me um, able to practice more about my speaking uh, skills. Yeah. And I think, uh, Eagle, um, you know, what you're saying there is, is it sounds like there are two things. One is that your view, the way that you addressed it was different, that you gave, you, you knew you had to sacrifice the time, you knew you had to put in the effort because there's no magic wand for the IELTS. I mean, I wish there was a magic wand, but unfortunately there just isn't. <laughs> Um, that you had to put in that time and effort to do to make the difference, um, but also that to have those tools and methodologies are invaluable to help guide you along that path. Um, so let's talk about the actual exam structure. Um, uh, Scott, can you tell us a little bit about the different segments of the IELTS exam? 
Well, as Urban touched on a bit earlier on, that the exam is divided into four subsections. Of course, you have the reading, the speaking, the listening, and the writing exams. The writing, the reading, and the listening exams are typically done together in one section. And the speaking exam is typically done sometimes the same day, but sometimes an other day as well. It's entirely up to how your test is scheduled. So I'll go through briefly the timings of each section. Starting with the speaking exam, approximately 11 to 14 minutes in length, divided into three parts. Part one are the general uh, introductory questions about personal topics regarding you, such as education, your work, your studies, etc., etc. Part two, and I'm sure Urban and Alex maybe, and actually Eagle will probably agree with me here, sometimes the most uh, intimidating part of the IELTS speaking exam is part two. Urban's nodding his head. It's the long-term part of the exam where you have to speak for two whole minutes without being Oh, my gosh. I mean, even I struggle in speaking for two whole minutes sometimes. I'm giving my absolute best today, guys, so don't judge me in any IELTS speaking criteria. We do have one minute to plan, though, but it is quite intimidating. And then finally, part three are the comprehensive discursive questions where you're answering larger, more complicated topics from a third-person perspective in which you have to argue a viewpoint, give your opinion, etc., etc. Then, as Urban mentioned, uh, the writing exam is divided into two parts. Uh, if you're taking the IELTS academic exam, which we're going to be discussing today because it's what most of you will be doing on the scholarship or for entry into the USA, you have task one, which is the description of a pie chart, a line graph, a bar chart, describing a map, describing a table, etc., etc. 20 minutes, 150 words in length. Part two is your academic essay. There are several subsections of that which we'll go into in more detail at some point, but basically you have to write for 40 minutes and argue your point based on a topic prompt. Finally, you have, so in total that's 60 minutes for the writing exam. Uh, listening exam is 40 minutes plus extra time to transfer your answers. There's various questions you're assessed on, on the four different parts, getting progressively longer, including gap fill, true, false, not given, following a table, etc., etc. And then finally, the reading exam, 60 minutes, three academic essays in which you're tested on various activities such as matching headings, true, false, not given, uh, short answer, etc., etc. The reading exam, also a fairly complicated part of the exam because you're assessed in your ability to read very, very quickly, skim for information, scan for information, and fulfill test strategies without really getting an overview of what the reading is about in detail and doing that under time conditions. That's my overview of the IELTS exam. Okay, so that gives us a very comprehensive overview. This is not an easy exam. Eagle, which was the most difficult part for you? Well, for me, uh, the most uh, hardest part is the reading uh, uh, subtest. So because I am not actually an avid uh, reader and not a fast reader, so I usually got bored when I'm reading, uh, reading something. So anyways, it is, it, uh, it is essential for, uh, for you to know the, the basic, tool, uh, basic tools in order for you to conquer that specific subtest. So we, we need to, to know how to do the skimming and scanning in order to, uh, uh, to find the, uh, the specific answer uh, in, in order for us to start survive in that uh, subtest. Okay, so that's interesting that that was the most um, difficult part for you because it's see, I think, I mean, Irvin and, and Alex, I don't know if you would agree, but most nurses will say it's the speaking. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say most uh, most nurses that that we've helped uh, 
what thousands over the years uh, who are going to the USA will say speaking because they need a band score seven. And I always use the example, and uh, Scott's heard me say, and Jennifer's probably heard me say this so many times. You can you can speak to the wall, but the wall does not reply. The wall does not correct your pronunciation. The wall does not give you you know uh, band score seven. Um, you know. Um, pronunciation, vocabulary, grammar, fluency, doesn't do all of those things. That's why, because a lot of nurses, they do self-study for the examination. And Eagle did the same thing in 2015 before before he joined Swoosh. So in order to get the, the help and in order to pass the speaking, they really need help and support uh, in, in order to get, because at the end of the day, you can you can practice by speaking to the wall, or you can practice speaking to your friend, but you don't know whether you're hitting that band score seven level. So you can walk into the exam completely blind and, and think that you're at a band score seven level. You might be a confident person and then you could end up getting a, a band score six at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. So um, it really, that's where you really got to have that guidance. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.